0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. Recorded live.
1: What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. It is Wednesday, August the—I mean, excuse me, July the 29th. Eight o'clock time for Field Street Forum Radio. Trying to get closer and closer to. The start of college football season, I guess, is what I said. August 2nd, it'll be here before we know it. Just, or certainly under 40 days before the start of the football season. Everybody's starting to get amped up. We've gone through media days. We've gone through dog night. Gone through. Whew! Just now needs camp to start up. Get through that. All the news coming out of Athens and all around the country at different colleges and. NFL as well, if you like that, as most of us do. It's football, and football season will be here, and we will be ready to roll with the season, starting with Louisiana Monroe. Dog Nation is going to be fired up, tailgating, getting ready to watch the dogs play between the hedges. Everybody's ready to go, but Before we do that, we'll have to have a couple more weeks here with talk recruiting, talk the fall practices, and we'll do that right here on Field Street Forum Radio. And I, as your host, the Real Dre, will be here each week, bringing it to you. And hopefully, Jason Harry Dog will be joining us here before too long. Also, possibly Mike Brooks as well. We've got a lot to talk about in the recruiting world. That is for sure. Huge, huge news. Big, The decommit heard around the world, so to speak, as Isaac Nauta made it official after news story and news outlet, outlets all over the place. All the recruiting services were giving quotes from, from Nauta and seeing pictures of him from Dog Night and, and just tons of discussion about him and his family deciding to not move to Florida. His originally Nauta was going to be moving to Florida. The Nauta family was going to be moving to Florida with the parents or father's job. Apparently, that did not come to fruition. Family's not going to be moving to Florida. Now we're not sure about what high school Isaac's going to be attending. Originally, he was. The original plan was him to attend IMG Academy down in in Florida uh, after playing the last cup and attending uh, Buford in Buford, Georgia, obviously. He is now, that's kind of the next question everybody's wondering, is is he going to stay down in the state of Florida for high school or is he going to come back to his Buford school? It's getting time for him to... Decision's going to have to be made. My guess right now is he's going to stay at IMG. Um, and that's going to make everybody wonder if, you know, he's going to maybe start looking back towards Florida State again, being in the state, being surrounded possibly by more knoll fans around him or no, uh, in surrounding areas. Who knows? But the big thing is I think Florida State is basically doing their own negative recruiting here in the past few weeks, well, hell, the last month, year or so with with famous Jameis Winston going around and doing the things that he did, being accused of everything that he was accused of, not to mention Dalvin Cook situation that came through, DeAndre Jordan or Johnson situation. I keep saying Jordan um, when I talk about him for some reason maybe because DeAndre Jordan actually is a lot more famous and has got, seen playing time. Um, the other DeAndre is more infamous than famous, it seems like, at this point in his life. But it seems like Florida State has really been their own worst enemy here the past, like I said, the past year year plus with just getting in trouble with with, with the law, getting in trouble with breaking the rules of Florida State, breaking laws, breaking faces, apparently. (laughs) I mean, it's it's crazy. And and parents notice those kind of things most of the time. The the parents that truly are looking out for their children's best interests, they're obviously going to pay attention to that kind of thing. And and if it's a one-time thing, couple-time occurrence, you can kind of chalk it up too. well, Kids are going to make dumb mistakes. These are immature young men. They should know better. Obviously, for the, in those kind of situations, such heinous acts that that have that have occurred on on Tallahassee campus. But you know, you can at least chalk it up to that. Just that you know, just terrible decisions. Kids just not not making, not not being their best, and and proving to be their best. But when it's a, a constant occurrence of them being in the headlines for all the wrong reasons, that tends to let people think that there's there's a program wide problem going on from the top down. And I don't necessarily believe that just because you state or decree that no one no players will be Ain't allowed to go on, out to the bars in Tallahassee. That's not going to end things. Not everything happened in a bar. They created headlines in Tallahassee. A lot of it happened in apartments, off-campus apartments, maybe even some on, on-campus housing. So Florida State has definitely been their own worst enemy in all of this. And speaking of enemies of Florida State. Jason Harry Dog, what is up? Man, those little butt heart suckers. (laughs) Man, you would think with all the the vitriol and and poison coming out of that place, you would think not have decided to (laughs) create his own trail of tears or something, for God's sake. I mean, good Lord. He's hurt more Indians than Andrew Jackson, man. Man, the way they're going, you think it was them that hadn't won it, won it all since 1980.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> I
1: mean, I mean, honestly, like I was just saying, they have been their own worst negative recruiters. I mean, <clears throat> over the last year, can, is there a program around the country that's gotten more negative publicity and headlines? Almost, oh yeah, my favorite. Almost My rookie. favorite was uh my favorite comment I saw was uh them blaming it on Pruitt, still saying he was screwing a co ed or something. And then uh Martin I think I was in the same post actually and uh Martin was negative recruiting. Oh yeah, he's real famous for that. That's what I was like, I'm like nobody has to negative recruit against you. You do it yourself. I'm <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Rick has always been known for his negative recruiting. no? please come on, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, How about this? It's about quit beating the crap out of women and players' moms might want their kid to play for you. I know, right? I mean, uh, that's what I'm. That's what I was just saying, man. It's like, you know, I said breaking rules, breaking laws and and breaking faces down there it's just it just leads to a to some it leads to a atmosphere that that people certainly are going to start thinking twice about sending their 17 18 19 year old kids to go play or even even attend college it has to be hurting even just the overall attendance you know wouldn't you think some people would think twice about going down there Oh, gotta be. Who does uh, Who does Florida State play the first game? Nah, hold on, Let me, I'll pull it up. Whoever they play the first game will determine if Dalvin Cook misses the game or not. Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on. They They might pull the Urban Meyer. Oh no! It's uh, it's Texas State. He, he, he's sitting. Yeah, he might miss the first game then. They'll they, miss- they pull the Urban Meyer special. He might get a two-game suspension because game two is, is at South Florida. Oh, it could be. Maybe. Possibly. Of course, it is one of those eleven thirty starts. <clears throat> well, they might need him for South Florida. <laughs> they don't have good old Jameis anymore. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll, we'll see Dalvin probably play his first snap. I bet I, I bet he plays uh, south. Crusty crusty crabs gone, so Yeah. He might to a uh, game and a half maybe, depending on how the first half goes. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> That's yeah. That's the uh Urban Urban
1: Meyer School of Discipline. Now, you know, I believe in, you know, second chances for kids and everything too, but wasn't there a bit of a history with Dalvin Cook before he even stepped foot on campus. So Man, that kid's been in trouble so many times. Don't even get me started. <laughs> this is like his twentieth chance. Right, right. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's it's crazy the kids that get get chance after chance, depending on how, how talented they are on the football field or on the basketball court. Well they actually uh who was it? Uh, Tyreek Johnson, the 2018 defensive back from Trinity Christian Jacksonville. He mm-hmm. flat out came out and said, basically said that Dalvin and kicked off the team like his brother, then they don't have a chance with him. Oh, well. Wow. Because his brothers, uh, you know, DeAndre Johnson. Oh, he got okay. kicked off for the same thing. Right, right. Yeah, he just flat out. And they just uh, – He's at the uh top one hundred players for two thousand eighteen and he was like number eight, I think, nine, something he was top ten. Mhm. And uh, he basically was like, they don't take Dalvin Cook off the team like they did my brother, then they're out.
0: <laughs> wow. <clears> that puts
1: old uh Jimbo in the little little quandary, doesn't
0: it? Eh, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knows as Has any school stepped up to – you think DeAndre, what do you think he's going to have to go like a JUCO route or something to kind of rehabilitate his image? I think they already said that school and everything. I think I saw that on ESPN. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: I think it was uh, JUCO. Okay.
1: Yeah, it seems like that's probably going to be the best route he needs to take, just kind of drop out of the – out of public there for a little while and just kind of rehabilitate yourself, dude. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Just don't uh, don't rehabilitate yourself like Jonathan Taylor did. Well, yeah, no doubt. And and you know he's got to be prepared for this to all fire back up again as soon as he what in two years or one year whenever he's ready to try to get back into into Division one football. <laughs> yeah, let's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you one to... thing, it won't be in the SEC. No, no. He has reached out to Northeast Oklahoma a and M. I, You know what, he might go Big 12 then, because a lot of times that's what, you know, that kind of happens where more of the eyes from the Big 12 and, and Midwest schools will, will get their eyes on him and he'll get a chance to go out to a school out there. Yeah, I I can see him doing the Oklahoma deal I and mean, then going to like Kansas State. They take a lot of JUCOs. Yeah, as long as he's showing a, a you know the willingness to, he's not going to let that kind of nonsense happen again. Because you know they take a lot of JUCOs, but I do think Snyder's a, a good man though. <clears throat> he
0: doesn't
1: ta- he doesn't seem to take a lot of guff from from these kids. <laughs> Well let's let's talk a little Georgia recruiting in football. How about that? Yeah, I like that. With uh the decommitment of Isaac Nauta, How and, and and all the crystal ball predictions and everything that have been coming in. What is what I think you posted on the Field Street Forum Classic City chat earlier today. They're up to what, twenty four crystal ball predictions for him to uh, it's in probably more now. I mean, that's... I know they're not perfect on everything, but when that kind of trend is going to happen and it's it's usually just a matter of if, not when, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... Or when, not if. It's 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 pretty obvious with the visits that he took and the things that he was saying and and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious it's going to be Georgia. Right. Um, (laughs) I think he'll take his time and you know, take his visits and, have his all, right. and all that, but I mean, but, you're talking like ninety nine point nine nine percent chance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How? Uh,
1: who? Okay, just 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 for argument, say who would be the other? You think it would be competition from someone maybe not even on his radar right now, or is there being? You know, no, I mean, other... you're gonna look at. Uh, you look at Michigan, you know he had interest in there before they had some family up there um, you look at t c u his uncle's has an uncle at t c u you know he would probably take an official out there um, I imagine i mean i I would think he would take an official to Georgia I mean you know he said Florida faith still he might take might take an official there who knows. And then, uh, I mean, you know, Auburn was trying to talk him into playing wide receiver. You know, you got your normal culprits that try to swing in and grab a decommit, you know, Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss. Right. If I had to pick another one, I'd probably play like Ole Miss.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it seemed like he had a little bit of interest there too early on. Maybe. Yeah, in if, I, if I had to guess, I'd go Ole Miss. TCU, Michigan, Georgia, and like somebody like Florida State, Auburn, Alabama, one of one of those. Gotcha. But heavy heavy favorite reside in Athens for for him to commit and sign on the dotted line come the first Wednesday in February. Um, be honest, for him to. Not coming to Georgia now might be a bigger upset than Tom not coming to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it seems like he's really built a good rapport with, uh, and I'm not going to say it, but uh, with Jacob Eason, too, you know, whenever they were at dog night, they seemed to, I think everybody, a lot of people were saying they were hanging out on the field and also seemed to have a good time, you know, later, too. Yeah, I mean, you're talking with really Ethan and, uh, I mean, the whole coaching staff, you know, of course mom, mom loves Rick. And and then uh, John Lilly, man, my God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, besides, I don't know Rocker's killing it right now. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with how much in-state defensive line time we've had to, not saying Rocker hasn't done a great job, but, I mean, after Pruitt, Lilly might be our best recruiter. And I'm counting
0: yeah.
1: D Mac on that too. Right. I mean he uh, really, really might. Yeah. How how do you think I mean I I think I I think you it'll be okay, but do you think this could, could shake or alter Garrett Walson's commitment at all?
0: Um you know
1: what, I think we told them from the beginning we were looking at thinking too. Okay. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know the best way to say it, but you get Isaac Notta. Who cares? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, nothing against the kid, or you know, anything like that. I'd love, want to keep both. Would love to keep both. Give me both. Right. All day long, but I mean, when it comes down to it, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think.
1: You have a better chance at North Carolina or wherever than you know. Do do what you got to yeah. do. <laughs> and and I think once he sees how the Georgia offense and and Coach Schottenheimer utilize tight ends, also, I mean, hell, we we put out probably some of the best tight end classes from the from college to the NFL under Mark Mark Rick to begin with. But I think when he sees how Schottenheimer utilizes, you know, quality tight ends like that. I think it's going to just make him fall in love with Georgia even more, you know, between two and, and three tight end sets even. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not like you're going to have three tight ends fighting for one spot. And,
0: you know, right. somebody
1: has to redshirt and fit two years before they start and all that before they even get playing time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you'll see a ton of the time. We're gonna have two out there anyway, so I mean, yep. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be something that that all these kids can look for, and and that's is that. Tell me this on, on kind of a different mindset. Is this is that something you're looking forward to most? Is seeing a little bit of new blood, a new bit of a little bit of new ideas and, and in, ingenuity in, infused into the Georgia offense, into the play calling, possibly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's always fun. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean it'd be better or worse, you know. i mean, right. It's, right. I think it's going to be damn near impossible to improve on what was a 41.3 points a game last year. Right. I mean, it's going to be damn near impossible to do that, so, I mean, I don't want people to think it's a failure just because Bolo averaged more per game than Schottenheimer, but, right. you know, obviously I mean you just look at the stats and obviously Bobo was one of the best offensive coordinators in the nation. Mhm. But I mean, and you know there's stuff that would aggravate the living hell out of you too that he did. So <laughs> you know, right. I mean there was always those three maybe four just the hell moments. You're right. I think I think what a lot of people are looking forward to, you know, it's kind of been a kind of a running joke you know, with all the on all the Georgia boards. You know, in game you could pretty much count on, you know, certain situations by God, you're gonna you're gonna call the play yourself from your from your couch, you know? <laughs> and and there and there it is next play. I mean so I think that's gonna be I think we'll still see obviously a lot of the obviously the the formations and, and set up and things like that but I think I think we may see a little bit better mix of I, here's what I'm looking for to is seeing more of a mindset of if it's if it's working and they're not stopping it by God, we're gonna keep doing it, I oh yeah, absolutely yeah and I'm it does seem like sometimes we I don't know wanted to go do something else different just to say we did something else different. I don't care. We run the same down play every play. If we score forty points, forty-five points, you run student body left and student body right all night. I don't care. Yeah, and I think I feel like we kind of outsmarted ourselves by sometimes by you know thinking of well we've run it you know five out of the last six times we've run it a toss. You know, we we've, we've gained fifty yards, but if they're if they're you know they're probably looking for the toss so let's run the 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 screen pass or something you know I mean so it's like <laughs>
0: it's
1: like I, I just think Bobo would tend to out, try to outsmart himself just a little bit and then uh, like you said it's hard to argue with with 47 points a game last year but it still seemed like there were times where the offense could have improved or or made some some tweaks and, and been virtually unstoppable if. if
0: with a couple of, you know, different
1: play calls. Oh yeah, I mean every
0: probably every offensive and
1: defense coordinator is gonna be looked at that way. I mean, there's gonna be times where Schottenheimer calls a play and everybody's just gonna be like, What the hell are you doing? Right. We hired you for this. Yeah. You know, we we're paying you more than Bobo for this. But you know
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know. All the funny bull crap things that everybody's gonna come up with. But, I mean, you know, so there's always going to be bonehead calls. Right. We're either going to turn it into everybody loves having Schottenheimer or everybody's going to turn into the biggest. Oh, I always love Coach Bobo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You'll see people that just, it was i uh, uh, up until a couple of years, three, four, maybe however many years ago. Oh, I would, I would kill them.
0: kill 'em. Yeah.
1: Kind of the, uh. Lot? But then, I mean, you'll have guys that, I mean, just last year we were just trashing them to death. Yeah. And then, uh, was going to come in, and the first interception throwing is, oh, we missed Bobo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same people. Um. Kind of interesting. It, it's going to be fun, man. And, and, Getting a little bit back to recruiting, I know your your favorite source for uh, for recruiting is the uh, the AJC, right? <laughs>
0: hey, they've been
1: killing it lately. Dude. I know. That's what I was saying. They, they've been killing. It. They had a a real good story today about uh, Nicole Hardman. Uh, yes, with his mom, him and his family. I like uh, yeah. I like the Centel guy. He, I think he's probably the better out of the the new guys. Yeah, where did he come? Was he in Georgia? Before or did he come from somewhere else? I honestly, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, if they, could, uh, they...
1: if they could get rid of old Michelle, we'd be good to go. <laughs> Ice cream man. Yeah. Ice cream. Um. Yeah, that was a that was a great story. I thought that uh, centrell came up with and and talked about
0: you know a little bit about
1: Hardman's recruitment to. Talked a little bit about his family and uh, how his mom just just loves Coach Rick. What she says, she's not really a Georgia fan, but she's a huge Coach Rick fan. She said,
0: um, "Yeah, I mean, if if you
1: have any doubts about where McCole Harmon's going after reading that, then <laughs> you just might want to quit following her treating. <laughs>
0: yeah, I
1: mean, they they always say you got to you win mom, you can win win the kid. I mean, come on. <laughs> she, she was gushing about, uh, about Coach Rick. I almost, almost was wondering if, if she had the Lady C. Uh, the Lady C, bless her. She might have to compete with Lady C for the top. It, it might be. You never know.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Looks like uh, just looking. Okay, Centel he looked like he was AL.com for a little while. I think that's right but he graduated from the University of Georgia in 1998. So he kind of had a bit of a homecoming, I guess. That was good to me. It's about time I got some people who were, would write some positive pieces on the Georgia program, for God's sake. But it's even changed Carvel a little bit, it seems like. I mean, he, he doesn't seem to be Mr. Negative Nancy either as much. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I guess uh, also word came out I guess last night on Twitter that Nicole was going to release his top 10 yeah he said he's going to throw his top 10 out there which is Georgia and nine hats on the table <laughs> by the way we did know there was a commitment Ceremony today was was it Jordan Smith? I
0: guess. Yeah, you
1: yeah, had Jordan Smith going to uh of South Carolina, which you mm-hmm. know, pretty much expected. They both Georgia and him are kind of cool. A while back. Yeah. You know he's like six six, but he's right. only like I mean, God, two hundred and twenty pound fucking wet. Yeah. So How he? Uh, well wants to play defensive end, so
0: you
1: know. Well you better pack on about thirty, forty pounds Oh you better pack on a lot. <laughs> how uh now how about what is this what is this surge in uh, South Carolina recruiting? Is that can that be attributed to Spurrier's big time uh press conference he had last week? No. I don't <laughs> think they have anything to do with each other. <laughs> I think they tried to set it up to make it look that way. But, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's getting that time where a lot of kids want to get it over with before their season starts. And, you know, they they grabbed a few. I mean, nothing like – nothing earth-shattering or anything.
0: No. And really
1: no uh, – really no big upsets. No, it kind of played – kind of went, went according to chalk, didn't it? I mean – what everybody yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I guess the biggest one was uh, Marlon character who had been at South Carolina, like, in, like forever, and then mm-hmm. took a visit Auburn. And I guess it seems like it was more one of those excited after the visit things, mm-hmm. so Auburn leaves now. And then he turned around, like, the next week and committed to South Carolina. <laughs> um, well, that's fine. He, they got to get some players from somewhere, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean yeah, I mean uh, not a big deal. They're not like out recruiting anybody right now. Yeah. I think it's kind of what you're saying, it's kind of a more of a well timed out plan to have that press conference before uh, didn't
0: I they think have what one of happened big from
1: our all night over there, cookout out pool party, whatever thing they did ten times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say didn't they have kind of a recruiting weekend too? They tried to so they kind of planned that press conference out, and then they had some kids that they wanted to go ahead and announce, most likely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, they set it up. They set it up well. I mean, they're fine, whatever. But right, right. I'll still take our class ten times out of ten. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, a lot of people have been asking. I've seen tons of comments, not just on our site, but everywhere, mm-hmm. asking and all calls. Uh, a bunch of the Georgia recruits went up to that stupid orange carpet day, whatever their bull trap is up there. And huh. uh like there's three or four comments about oh yeah, we're small, we got a bunch of one on one time um, and then everybody who just started, you know, why don't we do that? You know, well we have a thousand kids at all night and you know, you got kids talking about they couldn't get in touch with the coaches as much as they want to blah blah blah. And the thing is we actually did do that, we just didn't give it a big name and publicize it as much. I mean, we had a good bit of guys that came in Friday and did like a big barbecue thing in the stadium or whatever.
0: Well
1: mm-hmm. so, I mean, we did do that. We just did it as part of it all night. Right. And then we had a ton of them stay over until Sunday too. Yeah. So, I mean, we did like the, you know, everybody's publicizing the Orange Carpet Day and their pool parties and their barbecues and all that. And we just we just didn't do it separate. We did it on Friday as part of Dog Night, and, which I think I mean I like to be honest. Yeah, I did I, mean, too. I guess I guess for the fans they could publicize it more and oh you know Friday Night Barbecue, you know blah 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 whatever. But I mean it would be honestly just for the fans. Well, there again, wasn't weren't some of these same people just? complaining a couple of years back about not getting enough talent for on, on campus for dog
0: night and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think <laughs> we I think we've always called it VIP Day I think.
0: Yeah.
1: And we basically just incorporated that into uh into Dog Night and did like that Friday. I mean you had like Rashawn Geary, Willie Allen, you know, all the big all the big recruit guys that that were there. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we did do it. Right. And how great was that picture? Again, you know, when you talk Georgia recruiting for 2016, you, you pretty much have to mention Eason with any of these kids, but that was a great picture with uh, Big Country on one side and, and Willie Allen on the other with, the stand, with Eason standing in between them. Hopefully that kind of resonated with all three of those kids. <laughs> i tell you what, Eason's a recruiter, man. His dad's yeah. a freaking recruiter, too. Well, I tell you, um, and not just recruiting wise, but how about? I mean, Ethan might have been the tallest of the three. Oh yeah, he's a he's a he's a big boy. He's a big kid, man,
0: and oh, He's
1: flout a little bit more. He's, I mean, everybody keeps wondering about these tall linemen that we're getting. I, I, I think we're setting up for <laughs> for when Ethan's around because he's, he's as tall as or, or taller than any of us the big linemen that we're getting. Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when well, they were talking about Sage Harden practicing at center, and they were like 6 6'7 center, it was like, well, that's terrible when your quarterback's on 6 6'6". Exactly. I
0: mean, if you put Aaron
1: Murray behind him and we're going to have problems, but... <laughs> Murray will just throw it under underneath the center's legs. Yeah, something, <laughs> my God. But, yeah, you know, if they had just been listening to Field Street Forum Radio for the last couple of years, they would have known you know, we we could have Sage Harden at Center for, for a while, so Man, I can't tell <laughs> you how long I ragged you about that. <laughs> yeah, I think you I think you were the first one I heard that said something about <laughs> Sage Harden at Center. And I was like, What the freaking hell is he talking about? Sage Harden was like Center? What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Did he, the man comes all he's like, Yeah, Garden
0: Center. I was
1: like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a sage, man. What else can I say? Oh, it was great. I was like, "Come on, man." One of those offensive line gurus, man.
0: Oh, come <laughs>
1: on. But back on Easton, I mean, gosh, I mean, I think everybody's seeing how I think it's underrated getting a quarterback on this early that can recruit like this. I mean, my God, he's recruiting everybody. And, I mean, yeah. it's not even all, everything that gets publicized. I mean, you get Willie Allen visiting dog night, and, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been talking to Jacob Easton for months. Yeah. I'm
0: like, what the hell is talking to him?
1: And, <laughs> I mean, the same thing with Bailey Hockman. I mean, you get him, already got him on early. I mean, right. you know, you're going to battle Tennessee for Trevor Lawrence, but which is now the number one recruit in 2018, and it's going to—it looks like it's going to come down to Georgia and Tennessee. Right. But I mean, and, and he's talking about even committing early, like next, like next spring or summer, and going in and getting on board so he can recruit for whatever team he goes to. Right. And I know it's super early for him, but how is he projected? Is he projected as a? Pure pocket passer, or oh yeah, yeah, he's he's straight up like Jacob Jacobyson pocket passer.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, he's already
1: six. He's already height. He's already six 190. Oh wow, really? Oh yeah. I don't really. He hadn't even started his do. sophomore season yet. Right. Well, I mean, to be completely honest, if I mean, I know there's going to be a ton of competition in Athens, but if he's truly. Wanted to go, you know, pro style and 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 pocket style passing. Where else is he going to go?
0: You know, especially
1: well, I mean, and you sit there and watch them side by side. That's not the he wouldn't have anything really to worry about with Ethan anyway. Because mm-hmm. Ethan basically may might be there a year when Trevor Lawrence gets there. Uh, it's not the knock on Bailey Hawkman or anything. It's just how good Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, he he could come in and not. I mean, I'm not gonna say not worry about Bailey Hawkman, but he could come in and start over Hawkman. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He needs to think the best for his, for his future, man. Because he's
0: if he, if that's
1: his goal is to. Play professional football. It's gonna be kind of hard to play in the spread and running around, you know, within that style of offense that Tennessee has.
0: Yeah, I mean, and
1: and I think I think him and his dad understand too that pretty much every top SEC program is at least gonna try to bring in a top quarterback every year. So I mean, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be competition wherever he goes.
0: Right.
1: I mean, unless somebody just gambles and says and tells them, "Look, we're not taking one in 2017. We're only looking at you in 2018. You're our guy." Unless somebody gambles like that, you know, he's he's gonna have competition from the year before. Hmm. Yeah, to be the number one quarterback, you're you're going to go to a program that that's like you say is just going to be. Other top quarterbacks in 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 the country as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not going to go and pick like Boston College because there's no competition
0: and he can start year one, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, but yeah, he'll, he can.
1: He he'll give he'll give Bailey Hoglund everything he wants, and then some. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's not a knock on Hogman. Both of them are freaking great. Both of them are awesome, but Lawrence, so he's big time. Yeah. How uh, has there been any more movement along the offensive line in, as, as far as recruiting goes? Oh, man, throw a freaking quarter up in there. <laughs> I mean, think, I really, really think we're going to have a great shot with Landon Dickerson. Uh huh. I mean, you had Bowles, the Juco Bowl put us in light like top Southern, I think.
0: Uh-huh. Then you
1: have uh, Willie Allen definitely coming on an official visit. But then you had uh, Landon Dickerson just came for, like, the second time in two weeks from North Carolina on his own dime and brought us mom this time. So mm-hmm. if they come the second time in two weeks and bring their parents, then you know something's up. Yeah. Now he's a big – he's kind of that prototype – more of a tackle type prospect. I think he play any any five, any five of them. He's uh, out of North Carolina. Yeah, Six he's, he's a nasty dude. Yeah, he definitely played for the whistle, and then some. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's nasty. How, he's mean? Yeah. How about the JUCO kid? What kind of? I know we've had such a odd history. That, you know, we've got guys on the board that. Wish we would just quit recruiting JUCO linemen. <laughs> uh, well, what are your thoughts on him? He he seems to be totally fit the bill as well. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, what are there? There's like basically five guys left. I mean, you have Tremaine Ankrum, you know, who's in state and the and you know, and then, like it's like Georgia, and Nebraska, and like Wake Forest. I don't know what the heck he's doing or thinking. Hmm. And, I mean, with, with us being so far in with Allen and Dickerson now, I mean, we might, we might even slow play Anchor them right now. Yeah, that's so what I'm we thinking. figure out what they're doing. But, I mean, you got him, you got E.J. Price, who, I don't know, the, the way that we're recruiting these guys, you know, we're recruiting Willie Allenard, Dickinsonard. So the, the way we're recruiting them, I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards E.J. Price may not be in this class. You have
0: a choice, right?
1: And I don't think it's I don't think it's a done deal yet, but we're recruiting these guys pretty hard to have like EJ Price in our back pocket. So yeah, well, I think you have to. You can't just rely on a kid who's already you know something came up, so you can't really rely on a kid to that's already made some kind of decision that's made you decide to ask him to possibly decommit, you know. I mean, you can't depend on him to, to, to keep making right decisions for another year and a half. Well, definitely not after he did what he for did. For years. So. And, you know, I mean, and a lot of – I mean, you can't – I mean, I know he's 17 now, whatever, 18, however old he is. And, you know, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, he's 18 now, 17 now, he can – you know, be responsible for his own decisions, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's, it's not his fault. Some, it's not these kids' fault sometimes the way they're raised. I mean, you know, right. they, they can't help it. They can't force their parents to raise them the right way. And right. I mean, if, you know, these kids have had a rough out, upbringing, Then you know, there's some of them, I mean, honestly, there's some of them you're going to have to have more leeway with,
0: to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to hold i trying to think of past players. For for his sake, I, I, I kind of hope he ends up
1: in Athens under Coach Rick, to be completely honest. I love you
0: too.
1: Um, And if he goes to a school that, that doesn't instill the kind of, you know, discipline and things like that, there's no telling what this kid might end up doing. this is a and some might say it's not fair, whatever. Sometimes you're going to have to hold different ones to different standards. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I'm not going to expect the same thing out of there, Crowell that I would Aaron Murray. Right. Or Jordan Jenkins. You know, I mean, it's just not, it's not feasible to do that. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. know these kids and what they've come from and all that. So, right. I think that's why you do. probably still even have a slither of a chance, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I hope for the kid's sake he can get it turned around and and uh, get it straightened out because he's obviously vastly talented as well. Um,
0: could be. I mean, it's,
1: it's, for both sides. It's easier for us to sit on a podcast or sitting on a board or in a chat and oh, he screwed up. Kick his ass out. You know, forget him. Yeah. He's done. I think you just sit there and say that, but when when you build a relationship with, with these kids and, I mean, you recruited the heck out of them, you know them, you know, it's like the backs of your hand, and, you know, they already look up to you, you're like already a father figure to them and all that, you mm-hmm. know, you can't just, you can't just say, oh, screw you, you screwed up, you're done, screw you. Right, right. And especially with one of them, you know, I mean, i have cool freaking raised in the hood of Columbus I mean if he comes up and cusses somebody out the first day of course you're going to get on to him and you know make him run the stairs you know whatever mm-hmm. but, I mean you can almost expect that I mean what do you right. say it? Is? you don't expect it you don't condone it or anything like that but I mean you got to understand where the kid's coming from too to say okay yeah. he's either done or we'll give him a chance because we think we can actually really, really help. Yeah. Um some of this, how about a uh, tweet that went out from let's see, hold on.
0: Mr William Poole went out early. It was kind of one of those uh do uh, they
1: call it the, where they kind of Photoshop the different logos and stuff onto it. And William Poole tweeted out a uh, commit to the G picture and everything. Um, have you is is that something that's likely, or what what are you what are you hearing as far as in regards to William? Yeah, Poole? I mean, I you yeah, he's a 2017 kid, so mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's gonna like anytime soon or anything like that, but. Georgia George is a good place with them. I mean, you're looking at, uh, of course, he's going to have love LSU, All right? You know, he took a visit there and, and came back and liked them a lot. I think Florida State just offered. I think Florida State offered him the same day, don't not had decommitted. Oh, right, okay. I was laughing about it. Uh, but but George, we we, we sent it a good place for him. I mean, you look for. You look for us to him and D'Angelo Gibbs and James Williams and and hopefully hopefully it'll count. But if not, I mean you got yeah. like Lee Anthony Williams. I mean the 2017 defensive back class, man, it's stacked. It's a, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely loaded in 17 with DBs, especially and and receivers, and athlete types, you know? I mean, folks are just going to have to understand. I mean, we're just going to miss some of them. It's not because we don't want them, but, I mean, you know, why are you going to take five of them? I mean, you can name seven off the top of your head in Georgia alone. Yeah, I mean, that's that Any year, like any year, they'd be like the top defensive back in the class that you want. I mean, you can name like seven of them once off the top of your head. Uh And that's the thing. People are going to get – they're going to see kids go into other schools and they're going to be freaking out. But they've got to realize how deep this 17 class is. I mean, you want to get your pick of a litter, no, no doubt about it. But Like you said, if you're bringing in four or five defensive backs, you can probably choose from about 10 to 15 in any of those five. You're going to be a stellar class. I can't remember who I was telling this to. But it's like this year with a defensive line class, like mm-hmm. pretty much any other year, having Auburn and Ohio State ahead of Georgia for Antoine Jackson
0: mm-hmm.
1: would put a lot of people in panic mode. I mean, any other year besides this year, everybody would be like, "God, what have we done? You know, how did we lose him? So, boy, I mean, this year you're just like, well, we got Rochester. We're probably getting Brown, you know oh, we're recruiting the hell out of Gary. You know, okay. You never actually want to lose him, but it's like, oh, we can afford to lose Antelon. Right. Like Isaiah Pryor, you know, we'll even be at the back when he gets to college. You know, of course you want him. I mean, it's freaking Isaiah Pryor, but, you know, next year is just the year where you could just be like, well, we've we'll got about seven more in our back pocket, so we'll be mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, no, you,
0: you, see, you see things like
1: Antoine Jackson or looking at Auburn or looking at ohio state or, or wherever
0: <laughs> Normally you'd you'd be like, "Oh my God, no,
1: but when you've got when you're when you've got a Julian Rochester and Oriento and you've already got Tyler Clark and you've got Derek Brown likely heading heading your way, possibly the number one player in the country, and Gary. Possibly coming to Georgia well, I mean, it's kind of like, good Lord, how many can you possibly take, you know? I mean, the kids are, you know, there, there's enough of a tr- of a trend now for for especially defensive linemen to kind of group up together. But, good Lord, the kids eventually are going to have to start thinking, am I going to be able to get playing time if I go here? <laughs> you look at this year's class plus the 15 class on top of it, you really got to start thinking.
0: Well, I mean, any combination of those guys is just ridiculous anyway.
1: Yeah, normally two of those guys would be, like, a fantastic class. Oh, and, I mean, you're talking six of them. Right. I mean, y'all saw the pictures of, uh... you saw the pictures of freaking Derek Barnett? My God! Oh, uh... Michael Barnett. Yeah, Michael Barnett, sorry. Yeah, Michael Barnett, my God, he's massive. How how was he not – I mean, I know he was a four-star, right? But, I mean, it seemed like with that size and and speed that he has and showed,
0: what was it that kept him from being rated even higher? I mean, you're talking – I mean, you got him, Ledbetter, Trent
1: Thompson, Justin Young. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm telling you right now, don't count out Hawkins. Yeah, don't count. I'm telling you. And Rivers is what. Well. What do you think on Rivers? Is he? Do you feel like he will be a contributor this year? Or do you feel like he's a redshirt candidate? Yeah, I think Rivers will. Honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's.
1: It's crazy. and I was looking at the Georgia roster earlier for an article I'm right. And it's like you got Sterling Bailey.
0: Let me let me see if I can pull it up real quick. You got uh Josh Dawson. You got let's see, hold on a second. There was a third one that I that
1: I put on there. And they're like the only upperclassmen. Yeah, Josh Dawson. Okay, Joseph Ledbetter is a redshirt sophomore, but this is his first year now.
0: Sterling Bailey. What was that? Huh? I I couldn't hear what it said.
1: No, I said, uh, you got Josh Josh Dawson. Joseph Ledbetter is a redshirt sophomore, but this is his first year on, on campus, isn't it? Well, uh, no, he was a tight end last year. He did make it on last? Okay. Um, Sterling Bailey, of course. Keon Brown is a red shirt freshman, so he didn't play last year. And James Deloach is a senior this year. All the rest are freshmen, dude. Michael Barnett, Jonathan Ledbetter, Chauncey Rivers, Justin Young, Daquan Hawkins. And Trenton Thompson. They're all in one class. Yeah, that's nasty. And then you put that with I mean, you put it with God, Tyler Clark, Julian Rochester, Derek Brown, either probably either Mikhail Carter or Sean Gere. I mean come on man, that's sick. That's that's
0: crazy, dude.
1: And tell me this, do you kind of compare uh hold on, where is he at? Would you kind of compare Clark and and Justin Young favorably? Kind of being the, the, you know, maybe in any other year, they would be getting a lot more attention than than they do now? I don't know. I think Clark's better. Oh, really? We're saying a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Young, it seemed like last year, I remember the uh, Grayson coach. You know, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he say that Young is, like, the best defensive lineman he's had at Grayson?
0: And this is the school that produced, that
1: that produced can be like 21 sacks or something, man. Come on. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, like I said, if he was to come out in the 13 or 14 class, he he may have been a a five-star and and one of the top ten defensive linemen in the country. But then, you know, and it feels like, I feel like Clark is kind of getting a little bit overshadowed because he's committed early, kind of like Justin Young did. He's kind of, you know, shadow, overshadowed a little bit by Rochester and Antoine Jackson and Derek Brown and those guys. But, dude, you put him, you know, compare his film and, and look at him side by side with these kids, and he's just as active and just as a disruptive force as, as any of those guys that you named. I tell you, I tell you what to watch out for, Clark. All right, see, these norm. I'll say normally. Normally, these Atlanta kids probably have a little bit better coaching. I mean, just be honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the coaches probably get paid more, so they probably get more experienced coaches. You know, probably get a little better coaching. There's more. Uh, there's more trainers around for them to go up the street to and get the, you know, the right training and all that. Mm-hmm. So you know, where you're, Garrett Brown and Maybe even Julia Rochester where they're probably more technical.
0: Mm-hmm. You gotta
1: watch out for it with Tyler Clark is he's country strong man. Mhm. And he's quick. And you gotta I'm telling you you gotta watch out for him. He's quick. hmm And and that was that was what was so I think big about Trent Thompson last year. Because he had the technical stuff down pat and he was country strong too. And right. Like, Damn. I mean, those South Georgia boys, I mean it's just it's different, man.
0: Yeah. He uh
1: it's 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 a crazy time for,
0: for
1: State of Georgia defensive linemen these last two years. <clears throat>
0: the uh
1: first time I watched uh first time I watched Trent Thompson practice, I was just like, ooh, mm, that's ridiculous. <laughs> If Nautil's a once-every-ten-year tight end, Trent Thompson's a once-every-ten-year defensive lineman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you're talking like Sea for Out type. Yeah, that's what I was saying with, in that article I'm writing, that, that Thompson is kind of a, and I said that exact word, basically I said he's a once-in-a-decade type of talent. I mean, it, it's crazy. The combination of his speed and, and strength is just crazy. I think uh, I think Rashawn Gary might be a little, overall, might be a little faster. Uh-huh. I don't think he has a better first step, and I think Trent Thompson's stronger. Mhm. And, you know, let's talk about Gary a little bit. That's You know, I think everybody's kind of hesitant to really jump on board. You know, we had a real good discussion earlier today on the, on the board on Field Street Forum, but uh, I can't remember, I don't remember who it was, was it Dapper Dan and uh, somebody—I can't remember who it was. It was kind of, kind of the, the not quite as cheerful outlook on it. But I think a lot of it is that you know they feel like they've been kind of down this path before with these top two or three players in the country showing so much love to Georgia for a two or three weeks span or a month span, and then when it comes down closer to signing day, it's kind of like. I really like them, but, you know. I'm telling you, I'm not necessarily saying we get Gary this year, um, but I'm telling you this year is different. Yeah. This, these guys are on an entirely different level. I'm glad to finally be playing on that level. Yeah. But, I mean, they're on an entirely different level. Yeah, I mean, there's no. I think I think the Georgia fans are going to have to really readjust their expectations of, of the recruiting class. No? You get that first out of state big one, and that's when everybody starts really realizing. You know, it's fun to talk about the differences and all that, but you know, we're not. You better show me the proof, kind of generation type thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: when that that first big out-of-state one. I think we started seeing it a little with uh, Rico McGraw flipping back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pull, pull that first out-of-state five-star, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, okay. Well, they are on a different level. Right. And, of course, all, all the other teams are going to start throwing the money signs around Georgia's cheating, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Comes with the territory, whatever.
0: Hey, if they're not saying we're cheating, and we're probably not doing a good enough job. Chances are, obviously, we're not, but as long
1: as they think we are, that's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get careless what anybody thinks. But it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: fine Lord knows if anybody would know illegal recruiting tactics that our neighbors
0: to the west and possibly to the north. uh, What
1: else has kind of jumped out at you in the recruiting world here lately? Oh, my God. I mean, everything going on with NADA, that's all anybody can think of. I know, know, right? It's like, okay, NADA, NADA, NADA.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think who else is?" That's
1: what I was saying earlier, that they... They can't wait for the first Bowda to Malta connection on the, on the football field. Yeah, you, you'll see that in Mop Up, baby. <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs>
1: you're looking at your boy as a third stringer now. My bad. <laughs> uh, by the way, on a on a separate note, real quick, looks like the Braves, Dodgers, and Marlins are involved in a huge, a big three team trade. Yeah, I was about Alex. to say that, bro. You trying to get Morse. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like that dude, man. He is... You talk about country strong. I don't know how country he is, but he's damn strong. Sure oh, you ain't kidding. Him. He looks like... He's like 6'5". He looks like a WWE wrestler or something. Uh, yeah, but it looks like uh, Jim Johnson and Alex Wood could be involved in a deal. Speaking of... This wouldn't be a bad deal. Former dogs. The Braves are also asking about Hector Oliveira. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I would love to see more. I mean, I don't know where they're going to play him. He's not the, he's not the most uh, graceful outfield I've ever seen. He's usually, he's a I thought he, was a, uh, thought he was a better first baseman. I think we got uh, that position down pat. Yeah. Unless they want to try to rest him up more. I don't know.
0: Not
1: risk any more injury. Maybe his I don't know hopefully his wrist is not worse off than they're anticipated, but anyway, back to uh well what was your recruiting
0: how about uh jail uh Jaleel Le is there any yeah thoughts?
1: yeah, he's announcing all on the nineteenth oh, okay. So, just under, what, about three weeks, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, he's announcing then. And, I mean, if everything's pointing towards Georgia. That'd be a major upset if he went anywhere else. You'd probably right. look at, like, uh, Tennessee, Nebraska, maybe Florida getting a hat on the table. Right. But I mean, I the should be just a hat on the table while they fix Georgia. Yeah, he's pretty much. Uh, he'll just move down the street, basically, because he's a colony County kid right now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he's mentioned before, you know, saying that if he came
1: to Georgia, he represented so much more, and you know, saying saying all the right things that makes you say, okay, he's going to Georgia. <laughs> And how about – what about the – uh did the kid from California make it over to Dog Nate?
0: No. He said and, uh, he's still
1: visiting before he commits, but, I mean, it, it'll be USC. I mean, it'd be a big shocker if he didn't. that big, like, USC's, like, fifth wide receiver commit, too. Right. But, I mean, he ain't going anywhere else.
0: Right, right, right.
1: I mean um, – it would be good to have him on a visit, but he ain't going anywhere else. Right. And then going back to some of the Archer kids, you know, Dylan Singleton, see you had any any talk of announcing anything? You know, he's, he's been saying that he wanted to do it before the season starts. And so I'm not sure. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if we're... I don't know if we're slow playing them a little or what, but it kind of has signs of that. Uh, we probably have we probably have two spots left in the second inning. Mm-hmm. You know, one for Nigel Warrior, and then I mean, you're trying to flip Gardner, you're trying to flip Carter. You know, you've other guys up there. So I don't know if we're slow playing them a little bit or not. I'll go back mm-hmm. and forth on that. Yeah. Now, I guess some of the news that came out on the on the wrong side of things was uh, oh shoot, name just jumped away from uh, prior uh, from Archer also, right? Committed to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't like unexpected or anything. I mean, there have been been of it for a couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you don't you hate to lose them, but for well, these Archer kids, man, they're hard to get out. Hard to get a hand on. I mean, you know, yeah. James was talking about Georgia's number nine, and he comes to Dog Night and works out, recruiting him, and spends the time with him, and now Georgia's in the top five, and you have know, EJ Price, his deal, mm-hmm. and Singleton talking all summer about committing before school starts, and all that going on with him. And I mean, he, had, uh, he even had like Kobe Smith that was committed to NC State, Flippin, Kentucky. Really. This is hard to get a handle on Archer kids man. I just say freaking many of them for one thing. <laughs> My gosh, it's like what the heck are y'all doing?
0: <laughs> um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy time. man.
1: what uh, you know, how about the, the linebackers? We talked again What other linebackers are we looking at right now? Yeah, I think he might be it. Oh really? Yeah, because, so, I mean, you had, like, Terrence Harris, Harris who would commit the second he had a committable offer, kids from Alabama. So, I mean,
0: uh, I, I think we might just take him. And then kind of
1: open up a few more spots for the 17 glass for linebackers? Yeah, I think I think so, to be honest. I mean, 17, you got Nate McBride. Pride. You know, you have
0: a few guys that can play. Mhm. By the way, the Bay Area coach was at that uh,
1: in the game uh, media day thing that they had down here last week. But he didn't bring uh, he didn't bring McBride down. Uh, gummit. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I'm gonna talk to a few. I talked to a few. There was that they did a really good job with that. By the way. It, it, you ought to come down to it next year if they do it. I'm sure they will. But they had uh, the Brunswick. They had the coaches from Brunswick, Lynn, Vidalia, Toombs County, Long County, Liberty, uh, Ware County, Wayne County. Sure. they had about 15 coaches, and, and then they, they each brought player. Frederica was there. <laughs> I talked to, talked to the old alma mater. I talked to their coach for a few minutes. He actually said that they he really wished that they would just make the jump from GISA to uh, GHSA and just
0: go public school.
1: I don't know how they would do it because they only got about 70 kids total in the high school. But... Yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> But he did say that they've got $1.8 million donated from uh, boosters and
0: support and
1: alumni and everything else. So when he said that, I saw all those other coaches. I was kind of getting big. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that's a that's
0: a high budget for a high school program, huh?
1: I they can get up there, dude. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting, man. I would love to see. And I was thinking that, really, that they, they should go ahead and do it. Because, believe me, when, when, when you have teams – our region used to be – we had teams in Dublin that were in our region. I mean, you're talking like an hour-and-a-half, two-hour drive for for a region game. It, it gets crazy, man. Huh. It really cut cut down on their travel for sure to be able to compete against, like, some of the Savannah schools or you know just, uh, hell, if nothing else, they could play Glenn and Brunswick. I mean, you know you're probably going to lose, but at least you don't have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> and by God, if you beat them, it's like damn upset of this injury. Um,
0: but yeah, it's going to be It'll be interesting to keep up with. Um, I'll tell you, dude,
1: some of those coaches were fun to listen to. Man, it's a it's a great fraternity that you know. It seems like there's so many good good people that get into the coaching game and, and the coaching business. As long as they have the you know, as long as their heart's in the right place, you know, it seems like they always are are just kind of personable people and and folks to talk with, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That Toombs kind of coach...
1: You can tell what it is and what it isn't. Yeah. That Toombs kind of coach it came from the... Uh, he was a police officer to begin with, in the, or in law enforcement to begin with, and got into coaching to try to help kids and everything ahead of time. And he went to the, the local, again, a GISA school at uh, Robert Toombs Academy. And then got the job over at Toombs County, but he was a real interesting dude to to sit and listen to. Just a great, you know, disciplinarian. Obviously, um, coming from the law enforcement background, but he he said something that really stood out to me. And he when he was talking about disciplining kids, because he had to get rid of about I think he said seventeen kids for attitude problems and things like that when he when he started taking over. And he one thing he said that jumped out to me and that. I don't know where he got the quote from, but he said, uh, he said, I don't make the decisions, I just reinforce yours. And it really kind of hit me, you know, like, uh, that's a great point. and And it's kind of what, to kind of tie it to Georgia, that's kind of how what Coach Riggs does at Georgia, you know. I mean, he's not going to be able to control what these kids do. They're going to make their own decisions. But he's not the one making the decision to punish them. He's just reinforcing the decisions that those kids make. But, yeah, he was a, he was a real good guy. that Wasn't doing the Wayne County coach Jody Crooms. Oh yeah, a- I've heard that name. <laughs> that dude it was a trip, man. But yeah, everybody's just outgoing, and, and it was it was a good time. So I'll, I'll let you know about it next year. I, I only found out about it about a couple of days ahead of time, so. Um. I think it'd be fun for you to come down and check out, especially if we can get McBride and DJ and Dante Demery and Sean Smith and all those kids all in one place.
0: Chat them up a little bit. Well, that's your job.
1: <laughs> Just saying, even the 9 2 boys. <laughs> yeah, I tell you DJ sure did light up whenever we mentioned McBride's name, too. Dude, he can be – I mean, he's pretty raw as far as, like, playing the position. He's
0: right. more of an
1: athlete playing a linebacker right now, but he can be – he's got a chance to be nasty. Yeah, I was just about to say it's kind of the that potential thing where he – you're working with a lot – you have a lot to work with, I guess, if you're, you're the coach that can bring out the best thing. Well, I mean, for God's sake, he's outrunning Demetrius Robertson. He weighs 165. He what? I mean, when, when they run track and all, he's outrunning Demetrius Robertson. who weighs 165 pounds. Oh, yeah, and he's what, two, 210, 215? He's 220, 225. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, man, I'll tell you what, now next week, we will have, uh, I hope anyway. I want to. I've reached out to a couple of the coaches from that uh, media day event last week, so I don't want to spoil anything yet. But I definitely reached out to a couple of them and, and had some uh, positive responses. So I just want to. I wanted to set it up officially with them first before I announce it. But hopefully next week we'll have one of the coaches from the uh, media day event joining us. Um, but yeah, did, did, was there anything else you had on recruiting man, or you want to? No, I mean I, honestly, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I mean I just don't get too excited and expect nada to like commit this week or anything, right? I mean okay. you know let you know let him take his time, make sure he's making the right decision, have fun being recruited without having to worry about reporting back to anybody and all that. Yeah, they said uh, I was, they said uh, Jimbo was pissed about him visiting for dog night. Yeah, yeah, he tried. That wasn't he lifts, yeah. Wasn't he down in Tallahassee like the Thursday or Friday before? Yeah, yeah, he was there like like the week
0: before, I think. So,
1: yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun. But like you said, the main thing is he's not—he wasn't gonna be able to commit to anywhere else until he'd be committed to Florida State. So. <laughs> That's
0: that was that was step one right there. So yeah, let's. Yeah, we wondering, uh, wondering if, he, uh, if he uses the same rules with Isaac Nada as he did
1: Amir Rasul, the running back that just transferred from Miami to Florida State. Well, I'm not sure how that works yet. Yeah. I don't well, think we like... how it works, but you know. Well, let's let's be honest. I mean, I guess would that be the James Franklin style of coaching, where you basically berate a kid for? taking a visit or decommitting and committing to another school, but yet when Franklin leaves leaves Vanderbilt and heads to Penn State, my God, he wasn't shy about reaching out to the all the kids that were committed to Vanderbilt at the time, was he? And bringing them oh, okay. up to Penn State. So it's a lot of, uh, you know, do as I say, don't do as I do with, with some of these coaches, man.
0: Yeah, I I get them, but sometimes I don't. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I understand. I mean, but don't but don't sit there and berate a kid for publicly, especially, you know, for for doing something, and then you go out two months later and 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 change. Job. You you decommit from Vanderbilt yourself and <laughs> commit to Penn State, and in the meantime, you you basically cut the legs out from under Vanderbilt's recruiting class. On top of it. Oh yeah, kids that were committed to to the school. So, yeah, but it's it's like I said, it's these coaches they're looking out for their best interest, no matter what. So they gotta they gotta allow the kids to do kind of the same thing. All right, man. Well, let's shut her down a little early tonight and. uh, we did cover a ton of topics, by the way. when people go back and listen to the replay, oh yeah, uh, definitely. I love love being yeah. able to cover recruiting when there's a lot going on.
0: Yeah, it
1: hit a lot of kind of a speed round kind of thing. I appreciate it, but give everybody a go. Hey, I've noticed a lot more uh, a lot more names on the board lately on on Field Street Forum. You know, chatting it up and everything. So. Oh yeah, the summer summer break's getting over. It's always slower yeah. during the summer. You can tell we're we're down to about thirty days or so left before before football starts because traffic has definitely picked up big time. Maybe we should close with a uh, John Lilly tweet. All right. He just he just he just put. Everybody is talking about Drake and Meek. Meek, I'm just waiting for Fly Guy two Stacks to drop some new fire for the season.
0: <laughs> that would
1: be uh, Sony Michelle for those in the uh, unfamiliar with Twitter. Oh yeah, sorry, Sony. <laughs> I got you back Sony. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be Lily, man. Like you said, he's a... talk about personable dudes. He'd be one he'd, he'd love to sit down and, and talk with for about an hour or two. Oh, I love him to death, man. He's great. All right. Well, everybody, if you haven't already done so, go sign up on FieldStreetForum dot com. Head over to the Classic City chat and talk it up. We've been, like I said, it's been it's been hopping in there the last about what week or two weeks or so. Um, oh yeah.
0: yeah. Ever, ever
1: since Dog Night, basically, it's been just crazy busy. Um, give us a follow on Twitter at Field Forum. Give us a follow on Facebook with the same name, Field ST Forum. Give me a shout on Twitter and Facebook at the Real Drave.
0: Till next week, go dogs! So you. plus.